You are listening to Just One Glass, episode 13, Listener Questions. Welcome to Just One Glass, a podcast for high-achieving type A millennial moms who want to explore their relationship with alcohol without judgment and without labels. I'm your host, Michelle Kapler. I'm a life coach, a successful entrepreneur multiple times over, a mother, and most importantly, a fellow human. When I took control of my negative patterns with alcohol, my entire life changed for the better. And I wholeheartedly believe that you can find the same freedom in your own life. So whether you're just getting curious about your drinking, or you're ready to dive deep, I've got you. friend, welcome. Thanks so much for being here. Today, I'm going to be diving into your most common listener questions. For the last month, I've been putting it out there on Instagram and in the internet in general that I want to answer your questions anonymously, of course, on the podcast. Thank you to all of you who reached out to me with your incredible questions. If you have a question about doing this work or my story or anything else in general, really, I'm an open book. I want you to reach out to me via DM on Instagram or send me an email. There's a good chance that someone else has the same questions, and I would love to help you and them by answering them on the podcast. Before we dive into the questions, I want to let you know that the Alcohol Freedom Experiment is now live. In this free seven-day challenge, we're going to take a break from drinking and see what happens in our brains. You can start anytime. We say the best way to figure out your drinking is to stop for a bit and see what happens. And that's exactly what we're going to do. From there, I'm going to give you some tools that you can use to keep building on the discoveries that you make in your unique individual process. To get access to this free course, you're going to head to michellecapler.com, scroll all the way down to the bottom of the homepage and sign up there to get instant access, or you can find it in the show notes. So let's get into some listener questions. The first one is where to begin. This listener says, I need to stop drinking. I make such poor decisions when I drink, but I don't think I can stop. Where do I even begin? Okay, listener. What I first want to say is that you've actually already begun. Just by taking notice of what's happening, just by questioning things, you are already on the path to figuring this out if you want to. The second thing I want to say is that To keep going with this, I want you to keep asking questions, but I want you to approach it from a place of curiosity and compassion, not from a place of beating yourself up or telling yourself that you're broken. You want to ask questions like you would if you were asking your best friend about something that you're genuinely interested in. And if we know we're going to be kind to ourselves as we engage in the self-inquiry, we can approach it with radical honesty. Because a lot of people don't actually want to know the answers to the questions they ask because they're afraid of A, they're going to find out that they're broken or that there's something wrong with them, or B, that they're going to be horrible to themselves. But what if we were just to start with one question? Just think of something simple like, why do I obsess over my 5 p.m. glass of wine every day? If we get really honest, the answer is usually that we're wanting to solve for something. And that something is usually discomfort like stress or fatigue or anxiety or boredom. And it doesn't mean that you're broken. It means that you have a human brain and that you formed a habit. I hope that helps. Next question. Understanding what happened. 
This listener says, I genuinely don't understand how I got here. I drink way more than I want to, and I feel out of control. My listener, I hear you. I've been there myself. To help you understand how you got here, I want to give you a mini lesson in neuroscience and human behavior. Don't worry, I'm going to make it really quick and not too dry. Essentially, what happens is that our brains are wired to seek comfort and pleasure and avoid pain. Historically, this was actually crucial to our survival as a species. And the neurotransmitter that's behind that, that pushes our behavior in this direction, is called dopamine. At some point in time, you are feeling discomfort, whether it be grief or anger or stress or social anxiety or boredom, and you poured alcohol into a glass and you ingested it. So highly concentrated substances like alcohol and sugar and social media and pornography and all of these other potentially habit-forming things actually can trick the brain into thinking that it needs that substance or thing in order to survive because it is a very modern and concentrated version of something that back in the day when we were cavemen or when we were a nomadic society, we actually did need these things for our species survival. And it was things like food or social engagement or sex. But now they're just in these highly concentrated forms that are available in infinite quantities. So when you took that drink, your brain gave you a huge release of dopamine, which took the edge off the discomfort you were feeling. For ingesting something that your brain thinks is needed for survival, your brain gave you a reward. And then every time you drank thereafter, this neuropathway was reinforced more and more strongly and concretely. And what ended up happening and continues to happen as you continue to drink is the cycle of your brain telling you that you need this thing in order to survive and then rewarding you with a pleasurable rush of neurotransmitter when you ingest it. And it just gets stronger and stronger every time you do it. And this whole process is called forming a habit. That's all that happened. You formed a habit and it isn't good and it isn't bad and there's no moral value to it. And the best news is that it's totally possible to change it and create a new habit instead. I hope that helps. Next question, is willpower. This listener says, I've tried to stop drinking, but I just don't have the willpower. What should I do? So what I would say to this is, in my way of going about helping people change their relationship with their drinking, willpower actually has nothing to do with it. See, willpower is something that we have in a finite quantity. That is, you can actually use it up over the course of the day. It's like having to make the same decision over and over and over again, talking yourself into saying no, and then white knuckling your way through keeping that decision. But my approach to changing your alcohol consumption is actually different because it has nothing to do with willpower. In my approach, we're looking to getting at the deeper reasons why you drink and solving from there. And it's just so much more than saying no. We actually look at the thoughts and feelings that are causing you to reach for the alcohol and continue to reach for the alcohol. And if we change that root cause, we can change the behavior that results from that root. And that, my friends, usually looks a whole lot like learning to feel your feelings. Maybe not the answer that you were looking for, but let me tell you, it's life-changing. I hope that helps. Next question, socializing without drinking. This listener says, if I quit, then how can I go out with my friends? What am I supposed to do? And if I quit, people are going to think I'm no fun anymore. People are going to think I'm weird. So listener, I actually did a whole episode on this recently. 
and this is of concern for you, I highly recommend checking out the entire episode. I'm going to put it in the show notes so you can find it easily. It's a pretty big topic and the answers are going to look different for everybody. But just for our purposes today, I want to ask you a question that I like to get people to begin to reflect on when contemplating this idea. And that is, when you're out socializing, where does the fun actually come from? We're socially conditioned to believe that the fun comes from whether or not we're drinking. But it's really not that. It actually has nothing to do with what's in our glass. And it has everything to do with the people that we're with. The connections that we make, the laughs that we share, feeling seen and heard. It has absolutely nothing to do with our drinking. One thing I commonly hear from my clients is, I don't have fun with my friends unless we're buzzed or wasted. And I always like to ask them this. Do you really want to spend your time, your probably very limited free time, with people where you have to drink in order to be able to tolerate their company? If the answer is yes, and you're good with that, then there you go. But for me, I found that not wanting to hang out with my, quote, drinking buddies anymore after I stopped drinking actually wasn't such a bad thing. Now I get to spend my time with people who I actually have things in common with, with shared interests and values. And having alcohol out of the picture makes that crystal clear. So now I know with confidence that I'm hanging out with people who are actually enriching my life. And I think that that's a really beautiful thing. I hope that helps. Next question is relaxing. Drinking is one of the only ways I can relax. So how am I supposed to do that if I'm not drinking? So listener, I actually want to turn this one on its head a bit. First, I would ask, what does it actually mean to you to relax? I would say for most people, it means to be relieved of discomfort that they are experiencing. And this is usually emotional discomfort, likely from anxiety or stress or frustration or whatever negative emotion you're feeling that day. But just for now, just for these purposes, let's just replace the word relax with the word escape. What is the discomfort that you were trying to escape when you're drinking? Is it stress? Is it anxiety? Is it self-doubt? Is it negative self-talk? Is it fatigue or irritation? Is it fear? So if you find out the answer to this question and solve for what's actually causing the discomfort and hint, hint, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, it's all coming from your thoughts. You actually won't need the boost to relax. I hope that helps. Okay, folks, so those are all the questions I have for you today. These are such great questions, and I'm sure they're going to help a lot of people. So keep them coming. I want you to send me a note on Instagram or an email. And as always, if you're looking to take this work to a deeper level and you want to have me as your coach, you're going to head to michellecapler.com, click the link in the show notes, and you're going to book your free consultation today. That's it for me this week. I'll be back next week with another episode. Until then, you've got this, my friend.